Hello. Thank you for tuning in to Radio 1190, 1190 AM, 98.9 FM, Translator Code K255DA Boulder. You can always listen live on Radio1190.org from anywhere in the world. My name is John Bowie, and I am here with News Underground tonight. News Underground is our biweekly news show. Uh, We are on every Monday and Wednesday at 6, bringing you local news from Boulder and the university. So tonight, uh, just got a quick pre-record for you. Uh, this is one where our News Underground staff spoke with uh, Rebecca Wartell, an instructor in our program in Jewish studies and lead faculty on Embodied Judaism Project. Uh, so anyways, they are discussing a um, Jews Out West event uh, that is tomorrow, Thursday, November 8th, uh, discussing summer camps and Jewish communities in Colorado. So let's, uh, let's see what they have to say. Also, another heads up, uh, if you haven't been able to go yet, uh, CU Boulder Staff Council is holding their blood drive tomorrow for the last day. Um, hang on. Never mind. Sorry. My bad. False information. That was uh, today. Read the sign wrong. But still, let's get to our interview with uh, Rebecca Wartell on the Jews Out West event to uh, cover summer camps and Jewish communities in Colorado. Let's hear it right here on Radio 1190's News Underground. Um, Hi, my name is Rebecca Wartell. I am an instructor in the program in Jewish Studies, uh, and I've been the lead faculty on this Embodied Judaism project. Uh, This is the fourth biannual Embodied Judaism, and um, when I was tasked with the project lead um, thought for a little bit about uh, what topic we would do and so that's where the Jews Out West theme came from. I've only been at CU a couple of years although I'm originally a Colorado native I was uh, living and teaching in other places until a couple years ago. Gotcha and I'd love for you to kind of explain a bit more about the embodied series because I think um, people might remember kind of the She Project, and it's still up in the library, if I understand correctly. Um, it was for a long time, at least. Yeah, yeah. Each of the uh, Embodied Judaism Symposia, there's been, this will be the fourth one. The last one was the Shekhinah one, or they shortened it to be She, uh, which was really about the divine um, feminine aspects of God in Jewish thought. Um, But all of the symposia have drawn primarily on the post-Holocaust American Judaism archives, which are housed at CU, um, down in the basement, deep in the basement of Norland Library. Um, uh, The other ones uh, focused also on, uh, one was on a freedom seder uh, that took place with some of the leaders of the Jewish renewal movement, and we're lucky to have the collection from one of the founders of Jewish renewal, Rabbi Zalman Schachter Shalomi. So um, all of them draw on our collections, um, but this is the the latest one, and it includes a one-day symposium plus um, uh, an ongoing exhibit installation, which will be in the library for um, probably close to two years. Right, and the symposium is um, this Thursday, November 7th, uh, 5 to 7. And what are, what's, 
going to happen at the symposium that's different from the exhibit? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, this will be the first time the symposium is being held at Fisk Planetarium, which is going to be a really fun venue, and we're definitely making use of the space in terms of being able to project images on the dome um, and just enjoy being in the planetarium as a place for a conference, basically. Um, it will feature a, a panel of four experts in the in some way or another, some aspect of uh, Judaism in the American West and the history of Jews in this part of the country. It's definitely a lesser told story than um, some of what we know about American Jewish history, which tends to be coastal centric, I would say. Uh, and so we have a couple of historian scholars, one person uh, coming from Indiana University, Sarah Imhoff. Another is our a local CU scholar um, who's in the history department, Professor Phoebe Young. They'll both be giving some historical perspective. Um, the other speakers are more on the practitioner community side. So we have um, Rabbi Mark Soloway, who will be talking about um, Jewish engagement with the outdoors and the environment. Um, he does a lot around animal rights and environmental protection, as part, but within a sort of a framework of Jewish ethics. And then also Addison and Julie Kramer, who are a mother-daughter team who are sort of resident practitioners and experts in the history of a particular Jewish organization, which is the Jewish Community Center Ranch Camp. A lot of the symposium focuses on um, camps and retreats as ways to engage with both uh, religious experience and also specifically sort of a Western environment and Western outdoor activities. So that's the crossroads, I would say, of, of the theme. I'm not Jewish myself, but I had friends in uh, grade school who went to Schwader camp uh, up on Mount Evans. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of people who are around Colorado know of Schrader, and I know that there are, are others around the nation. Um, but what about camps and kind of just like what other things maybe made the quote-unquote American Western experience different than like a coastal one for Jewish folks? Sure. Um, well, I guess I can speak also up personally because my, on my mother's side, I'm fourth generation. My kids are fifth generation Coloradans um, from Jewish community. And so there has been a Jewish community here um, from about the 1880s, a significant Jewish community since then, um, and some uh, Jewish pioneers even earlier than that. Um, this conference focuses more on 20th century, but Camp Schwader, as you mentioned, is um, from what I understand, the oldest reform Jewish summer camp in the country. They started in 1948, um, and then the Jewish Community Center opened the ranch camp in 1953. So within a couple of years, two summer camps opened in Colorado to serve different segments of the Denver Jewish community, um, really at a time in American history when 
camping and engagement in the outdoors more generally was becoming really popular. Um, more and more American kids in general were going to summer camp, were participating in, you know, family camping trips. Um, churches and synagogues were offering more sort of outdoor family camps and those kinds of experiences. So it's definitely part of a larger American history narrative. But Jewish communities, especially, um, you know, but still in the mid 20th century, were very much um, segregated from mainstream American institutional life in a lot of ways. Um, and to suit the religious needs, for example, the ranch camp um, made sure that it was a strictly kosher camp for, uh, whereas the kids that went to Schwader, which is a reform camp, didn't have that dietary requirement. So, you know, there was different religious needs for different communities. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that's just one of many aspects of being kind of, uh, a Western American Jewish individual. Um, what what's the exhibit then going to be looking at? <clears throat> Good, yeah, yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, I'm excited for the symposium, but I'm really excited for the exhibit um, just because between the archives that we had here at CU and some of the archival research we did through the camps um, and their collections, both from the Jewish Community Center and Temple Emanuel, which uh, hosts Camp Schwader. Uh, they both had really fantastic collections, some of which we accessed through the Beck archives at University of Denver. So it's a collaborative effort, um, but just pictures of Western American life. So these are images of um, kids on horseback, kids learning archery, um, climbing 14,000 foot peaks, um, experiencing Jewish Shabbat, the Sabbath, uh, in the outdoors, under the stars, um, and sort of having real experiences around, um, you know, Western cowboy culture, outdoorsmanship, um, high, you know, sort of alpine hiking and fishing, and um, these are Western experiences that are really different than um, camps that you might find in other parts of the country. And also another theme that really came out in the archival research was that of, um, that's somewhat problematic and something that we want to uh, really continue to talk about is uh, appropriation of Native American culture and, and learning things like teepee building, um, digging for arrowheads, you know, telling legends about lands that are traditionally um, indigenous, you know, for indigenous people. Um, so that was another theme that came out in the archives quite a lot. And that leads me kind of into another question is there's been a lot of kind of post-structuralist, critical, um, third wave feminist, like all of these more um, critical thought processes occurring inside academia as well as just in the general sphere of like understanding indigenous indigenous lands and also like understanding how Christianity is really ingrained in um, the fabric of the American law and all of that stuff and so how does that like both as an instructor here in the department and as someone working on projects like this how does that inform your approach to this 
That's a great question. Um, part of the exhibit, which you'll see if you come by, it's on the second floor <laughs> uh, on the stairwell by the stacks. Uh, just for anyone looking for it, it's on the second floor at Norland. Um, but part of the installation also talks about uh, gender and redefining gender. Uh, one way in, in which we really see that is girls participating um, somewhat equally with boys in terms of skills around equestrian horses, uh, taking care of animals, even learning farming skills. Um, but, you know, we, we really look at redefining gender roles at a time when um, Jews around the world were really redefining this. Um, it's impossible not to note that the years that these camps were established are the same years that a Jewish state was established in Israel. And uh, the Zionist movement also really addressed redefining what it meant to be masculine and what it meant to be feminine and what traditional gender roles looked like in, uh, you know, European Jewish communities really changed both for pioneers of the American West and also for um, the modern state of Israel, where there was a much more egalitarian approach toward women's engagement in activities, um, and also for men to reevaluate um, some of the priorities in a traditional Jewish context, which focused on intellectualism, on, on being a, a religious scholar, um, rather than maybe some of these more secular forms of expressing gender roles. So this was a changing time throughout the Jewish world, I would say. And what would you hope that uh, visitors to the symposium, uh, the exhibition at mm -hmm. the symposium, um, what do you hope that they get from it that they may not be able to get from another resource? Like I said, um, the other Embodied Judaism symposia have focused on um, phenomenon within the Jewish uh, world, American Jewish world, that weren't necessarily uh, related to any local history. So I think people who are connected or interested in specifically the history of the American West, um, there's even some really interesting, you know, historical connections to places in Boulder, in Denver, in our surrounding areas um, that people will be able to relate to because they might have been there themselves or witnessed this themselves. Um, so that's different. Um, and also, I forgot the other part of your question. <laughs> oh, it was, um, oh, what? how else might they experience it? The other thing I was going to say is the installation in the library. We also really tried to make it embodied. <laughs> if I can use that word since that's the, the main theme, it's experiential. There is um, a, a part of the installation that we're calling san the sanctuary. And inside of it, you can't miss it because it looks like this really beautiful white um, draped tent in the center of the exhibit. But you're actually invited to go in and uh, you're sort of immersed in the walls of the sanctuary where there's Hebrew and English poetry that's come from the archives. So we wanted to focus um, on the poetry that we came across, which has to all do with sort of 
nature, the beauty of the West, um, maybe finding God in the environment. And so there's this immersive element to the installation this time, which has been a little different than the others. We also have a couple of display cases with like old artifacts from the American West, old uh, stirrups and rodeo tags and things from the collections from the Jewish community. Um, so there's some pretty fun, ex fun stuff in the display cabinets. Um, and there's also uh, an auditory element we have available. There's not headphones, but uh, there'll be a link to an, uh, an online recording of some of the meditations that the collection has from Reb Zalman. So you can hear him talking about Jewish spiritual themes from a retreat in the outdoors and another meditation uh, that's recorded about the significance of the Hebrew letters in poetry. Um, so there's a lot of different angles and a lot of um, really creative ways in which we tried to make the exhibit interactive and something that people will engage with for the next couple of years. Yeah, and it sounds like something that um, is both interesting and informative for people who are Jewish or who are not. Um, is there anything I haven't asked you about or that you think people should know more about the, uh, the exhibit, the symposium, this Thursday, uh, the kind of series? Yeah. or the Jewish studies program in general? No, just um, if a couple things, we did really try to be conscientious about making it inclusive for everyone, even to the extent that, you know, if you go in the poetry sanctuary, there's poetry at all different eye levels. So whether someone is, you know, a kid or whether someone's in a wheelchair, they should be able to access um, the texts themselves. Um, I would say if you want to come to the symposium, you should try to RSVP because uh, the there is a seating capacity in the planetarium. Um, it's from 5 to 7 on Thursday, November 7th. Um, if you go to the Jewish Studies webpage, there's a link there to RSVP, and that just helps us to reserve um, the right number of seats. And then um, just come and visit the installation anytime. Uh, we'll probably have some other events related to the installation toward the end of semester or in the spring but we're still sorting that out so, sure yeah and we'll put the link in uh the description for our soundcloud when we upload the episode as well so folks cool. can go there um rsvp and check out the project in general yeah and it's free of charge open to the public you don't have to be of any religious <laughs> persuasion or any you know we're, we're completely open and want everyone to be engaged so. Thank you so much for talking with me, Rebecca. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. All right. Hello. So you just heard Rebecca Wartell, uh, one of our instructors in our program in Jewish studies and the lead faculty on the Embodied Judaism Project, speak with our news producer and news director, Lucy Haggard, about the Jews at West program, which is involving summer camps and Jewish communities in Colorado. Uh, they are having an event tomorrow on November the 7th to further discuss this um, to further discuss the Jews Out West uh, program. Also, uh, heads up for all you CU Boulder students, if you're looking to help do something good, uh, tomorrow the CU Rec Center is doing their last day of blood drives. Um, 
you can go to the uh, ice rink overlook in the CU Rec Center tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. and help donate blood. So if you are thinking of uh, trying to do something nice tomorrow, uh, maybe uh, check in and uh, see about helping out someone out there. Aside from that, uh, you've been listening to News Underground. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you uh, on Monday. And thank you again for listening to Radio 1190. Uh, that's 1190 AM, 98.9 FM, translator code K255DA Boulder. And we're always live on Radio1190.org. Back to the music.